Do not label your body wrong or broken or even sick. Your body is a masterpiece of science, of art, of logistics, mathematics. It is unbelievable. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Thanks for the great questions you post below. Mike, following your talk a few weeks ago about how to attract money when you're poor, I would greatly appreciate your talk on how to attract health when you're sick. I have multiple sclerosis, and I would like to manifest as full a recovery as possible. I more or less know what to visualize and affirm, but I would appreciate some tips on how to move in the direction of health, how to demonstrate health, and how to align my beliefs with being healthy. Many thanks. All right, I've got seven ways to attract health when sick, but I should disclaim I'm not a doctor. I'm a recovering certified public accountant. Please seek professional medical advice uh, in concert with the woo-woo I'm about to share with you. Uh, number one, and this should go without saying, oh, and by the way, my seven points get better and better and better. The first point is basic, basic 101, um, but is maybe the most overlooked. Take care of yourself. Now, I'm not saying the questioner doesn't do that already, but how many people have uh, any kind of affliction psychologically, financially, romantically, uh, or health-wise, and they don't eat well, they don't rest enough, they don't play, they don't work, they don't face their fears. Whoa, having challenges is part of a healthy life. So please, check that box off as soon as you can. It's probably the absolute easiest to do. It's your natural inclinations. Number two of seven, recognize your body is healthy. Do not label your body wrong or broken or even sick. Your body is a masterpiece of science, of art, of logistics, mathematics. It is unbelievable. And what any healthy body does when faced with an imbalance of some sort, whether at birth or through later life confusion, any healthy body will react with symptoms, aches, pains, cancers, you name it. This is what a healthy body does. The importance here is do not be thinking you are handicapped. Be not be, do not be thinking that you don't have it all. You don't have what other people have. You have it all. You have a healthy body saying, hey, something to pay attention to here, something to pay attention to here. So if you're thinking, uh, I'm sick, I mean, your body's like, Roger, I heard you the first 7,516 times. We're all over it. No, I'm healthy. I'm awesome. I'm well. I'm getting better all the time. Let that be your, your worldview and then look for the imbalance or the lessons being learned, which brings me to number three of seven. 
There is something being learned. Any affliction or symptom uh, is pointing to something that needs clarification that you would not have otherwise known about. Oh my God, are you blessed or not? How many times do we, do we say that ignorance is bliss? Yeah, yeah, only for so long is it bliss and then you're going down. It's better to know. It's better to stub your toe. It's better to have that life-threatening disease than to be missing something in your thinking and not know about it. Oh my gosh, once you know about it, the symptom goes away and life gets better than you could have ever imagined before. So you got this going for you. You, you're, You're poised, that's the word, poised for the best of your life. And you're asking questions like this. That shows you know you have power. So you're in a great, great, great place. Number four out of seven. You probably already know this. I get this from the phraseology you chose. You don't have to totally heal an affliction to be healthy, to feel better, and to consistently improve. I mean, undoubtedly, hypothetically, says the certified public accountant, people could live a very happy, healthy, long life, even though they've got cancer cells sprinkled throughout, or even maybe a major tumor. Okay, do not think, I have to eradicate and eliminate. I have to do the impossible. I have to go where very few have ever gone before. That's not true at all. Look at Magic Johnson with HIV AIDS. Uh, you know, everybody thought he, he was going to die imminently when he retired um, from the Lakers. How many decades ago was that? Uh, and, and has gone on as many, many, many other people still predisposed, still carrying ailments have thrived. So this doesn't mean, oh, you're stuck with it. Learn to live with it. Not at all. You're going to ride above and live as well as pain-free, as joyfully as anybody without the affliction. And maybe the affliction will be there. Maybe it won't be there. That's not so important. I remember reading Seth from Jane Roberts. Seth said that everyone carries like every disease within them. All the germs, they're all there. It's just our imbalances or confusions, typically, that will trigger a flare, so to speak. Okay? Um... Number five of seven, celebrate what is working well. Evidence that you are powerful. What's working well in your body? Like I've told this story a million times, so I won't go too in, into it. But I had torn, lig- torn cartilage in one knee and did not want to do the surgery because I had it done on the other knee and it worked great, but I didn't want to go under the knife again. So while I was in excruciating pain, during the excruciating pain, going out to try to run, I would, I would focus on the other joints and knee in my body that wasn't in pain. It seemed silly. It seemed futile. It was absolutely ridiculous because my body was screaming in pain and I could only go a few blocks. But within a week, I completely healed that pain and that knee never went under surgery by focusing on what does work. So if you've got no pain right here, celebrate. If you've got no pain right here, so how about here? It seems so silly. And even as you're celebrating, you're in pain. It works. It's, this is evidence not only of your supernatural power to turn things around, but, but your inclination is to be pain-free here and here and wherever it may have been hurting before. Number six, 
celebrate again any teeny tiny improvement. So number five was celebrate what's already working well. Number six is celebrate any teeny tiny improvement. So if this finger was hurting and then one day you wake up and it's a little bit better, maybe you slept a little extra, maybe you're happy about something else, celebrate that finger. This is your progress. Give yourself credit. Too often, we'll look in the mirror at what we don't like, right? Look in the mirror every day, whether you're in health or in sickness, and look at what you love every day. Look for something you love. Maybe it's that eyebrow. Maybe it's that little dimple. Uh, maybe it's that sparkle in your eye. Definitely always smile when you look in the mirror. Please. Okay, no, nothing like and let this be true in, in your ex exploration of yourself as you discover and find improvements, particularly in the realm of sickness uh, or disease, any, any possible improvement. I want a happy dance. Focus on that. It's getting better. You have the power. You can do it. You were born to thrive. Number seven, demonstrate. This is what you asked for examples on. Demonstrate. Act as if you were improving. Act as if the pain was gone long ago. Act as if you can do anything anybody else can do with just as much vitality and joy and just as little pain. So three things to do. Thoughts, words, deeds. In, in thinking, how about right now you plan a vacation that you would never normally plan if you were in pain or if you were afflicted or if you were suffering? You don't have to go on it. You don't have to buy the tickets just yet, but plan that celebration vacation. It doesn't have to be Tahiti. It can be Tampa, Florida. It can be some little demonstration, something to look forward to, something on your calendar. And then visualize, wow, it really happened. Wow, Mike Dooley was right. The woo-woo is in my favor. Good thing I kept going to my doctor because the look on his face when I recovered was worth all of the suffering earlier on. Okay, so visualize and plan, physically plan, call the hotel. Hey, do you have jet skis available? Can I try some barefoot water skiing? Okay, as if you were completely pain-free. Uh, number two, speak, as you already said. I am healthy. I'm seeing miracles every day. I'm a total wonder. My doctor is astounded. All of those are great affirmations. Repeat it, repeat it, feel it, feel it, even when you're in pain. And number three, buy little tiny things. This one costs money, but it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Do not spend money you don't have. But buy the new running shoes because now you're going to start running because now you're pain-free. Go, go buy the workout shorts. Go buy the, the hoodie sweatshirt. Just little teeny purchases. Um, the earbuds so that when you exercise on the treadmill, you don't have to you know hear all the noise in the gym, okay? Uh, things that imply a new day is dawning, okay? And you asked me to talk about beliefs. List, uh, okay, so this is number eight. This is a bonus. Write down all the beliefs you would have, you would, write down all the beliefs you would have post-healing. Well, I'm, I'm a natural born miracle. My body really was healthy. My thoughts became things. I stuck to it. Uh, healing is our default setting. I was born to thrive. I was born to travel. I was born to water ski. Write down these beliefs that you would have only after healing and study the validity of those lists. Damn right I'm 
born healthy. Damn right I have a perfect body. Damn right I'm a natural born matter manipulator. And then as you're demonstrating, act the part of being a natural born matter manipulator. Jumbo fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Mike, how do I imagine joy if I have never known it? Stemming from my earlier broadcast where I talk about the ultimate end result is just imagining yourself in joy. And that will attract all kinds of unthought of things necessary to get you in joy. Money, friends, laughter, confidence, creativity. But... The question is, how do I imagine joy if I have never known it? I'm really sorry for what you're going through. Um, I believe that you would object and say, no, it's not something I'm going through. It's been the constant state of my life. And this is where I, I would differ. And I know this might sound abrasive. Uh, it's the best I can offer you. As I have shared once or twice before in the past two years of these tune-ups, wherever you are in your sense of feeling, feeling the world, feeling your emotions, colorizes everything else that you experience. Colors your entire past and your future as well as the present. What you're feeling now, every single person watching, is this rate, rate your mood right now from 1 to 10. Okay, and whatever that is, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you look back over your shoulder, eh, it's always been like that. Uh, and you look forward, how's life uh, going to treat you? Uh, you know, about, about the same. You know, life is generally good or life is generally sucks or, yeah, I'm going to make it. I'm going to survive. To a degree which escapes us, we taint, um, filter, our entire worldview based on how we now feel. So I think you're going through something, kind of a funk, and because you're in it, it feels like, well, I've always been here, and I've never known joy. I remember my mom once said that. And I remember thinking, Mom, we've had such a great life. Um, this was, you know, when I was an adult, she would say that. And I could remember, rattle off all kinds of times when not only was I happy, but she was happy. She was happy, but she couldn't see it in that moment for some of the things that she was dealing with. So, this is amazing news. You have known joy. I'd venture a guess, excuse me for stepping into the territory here, but you would not have made it this far if you had never known joy. We are joy creatures. And joy comes in a number of different shades. It's not always, you know, bouncing around on your toes going, woohoo! Um, don't buy in to either Hollywood or social media definitions of joy, okay? Because, you know, there nobody can keep up with that stuff. Uh, and nobody's supposed to keep up with that stuff. And that stuff isn't even fun, okay? Joy is being in the moment. Joy is going for a walk. Joy is picking some flowers. Joy is looking into the blue sky and just wondering how it could be so blue. Joy is a friend. Um, joy is technology in moderation. Uh, joy is endless, a, a good meal. 
um, peace, uh, a book. Uh, you know, you could make this list so long. Um, don't be judging your joy or seeming lack thereof because of stereotypical ideals, which no one really lives and no one would enjoy if they did live it. Um, all I can say is be patient. The time will come. It has in my life. When you look back at the crises or the sorrow or the sadness that you may now be feeling, and you'll wonder, was I really feeling that bad? Did I really ask that question? No, I, I was being dramatic. I was, uh, and, and there were times in my life where I wondered if I would ever be happy again. You know, after a breakup and business was bad and just nothing was meeting expectations and I was getting older and, um, you know, <laughs> that was a long time ago, believe it or not. And uh, I really wondered if I'd ever be happy, if it ever makes sense, if it'd ever be worthwhile. And then shortly thereafter, although it seemed like a long time at the time, I was like, what was that? Oh my gosh. That was just a little speed bump, but I made such a big deal out of it. So be patient. And the best way to be patient is to be busy. And the best way to be busy is to be of service. So... Maybe it's hard for you to smile right now, but look around. Who, who can you help smile? Can you be a, an anonymous uh, benefactor? Can you do some good, kind deed? It doesn't have to be money. Uh, bring in somebody's trash, help a stranger walk across the street, smile to someone who seems like they need it. Smile in the mirror if you need it. Um, just one day at a time, be busy and be of service. And I promise you're going to feel better. And as you start feeling better, you're going to start remembering more and more great times you've had in your life. Because by changing how you feel, you'll see the past differently. And you'll project the future better. So go easy on yourself. This is going to pass. It always has. You're totally amazing. You're a love magnet. And you're going to make great things happen in your life. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, time for a spiritual tune-up. Thanks for the great questions. Mike, can you speak on how not to make spiritual practices feel like a chore or performative? Saying gratitude statements while not feeling grateful feels like a trap. Other than words, what are some of the ways you can encourage people to get in the feeling of gratitude versus the words of gratitude? Well, whether it's gratitude or any other spiritual ritual designed to give you a greater rocking life with more traction, here are my five secrets to creating a successful spiritual ritual. Number one. Now, now this might sound contradictory to exactly what you asked, but formalize. Formalize. Give it structure, but sparingly. I know you don't want it to be performative. I know you don't want it to be predictable. Oh, there's so much room for spontaneity inside the exercise. But the biggest problem people have with spiritual exercises is not that they feel jaded and it's performative. It's that they just stop doing them. They just stop. So the number one tip I have for you, number one secret, 
is to formalize it. Hey, you do this already, as you probably heard me share before, for brushing your teeth. Oh yeah, you have a time of day, probably two or three times of day, and you are fanatical about it. You have a place in your home. You have a spot in that place at the sink. Um, you have tools that you have gone out to the store and bought. You have ritualized brushing your teeth. Why? Because you know it does you good, right? And that's one of the points coming up, um, remembering what's in it for you. But for right now, we're talking about um, formalizing it. You are probably very unlikely to leave the house in the morning unless you have brushed your teeth. You're very unlikely to go to bed at night until you've brushed your teeth because it is a habit that you have created through formalizing the ritual. We're talking about the structure. What you do within your spiritual exercise is uh, what comes up next in these five secrets to creating a spiritual ritual. Number two, um, remember what's in it for you, as I just alluded to. I mean, you know, you can go along in life and, you know, keeping up with the Joneses and doing your thing and commuting and all of that stuff. But it's easy to forget the magnificence and the beauty that's everywhere that you have the free will to tap into by changing your focus, your words and your behavior. What's in it for you? Oh my gosh, living like you have never lived before going where you have never imagined before, thinking thoughts that free you that you have never even thunk to thought before. That's a word. All right. You can't even imagine how good it is, but you can try to imagine how good it is. You can imagine having more money than you can spend. It's really great. You can imagine like whatever you want. You're like, well, I'll get it. And it doesn't even affect the rest of your life. You can playfully go there and then when it's made manifest, it'll be better than you can imagine. And to help you with this second secret of five, here's what I strongly recommend. To be reminded of what's in it for you. Have some things around your house, whether it's a, a vision board, a scrapbook, um, photographs of you doing stuff you really love with people you really love, Here's a funny thing. I'm gonna. I'm a little embarrassed to share with this with you, but I read this book. Uh, what the heck is it called? The Hermetica. The Hermetica by Freck and somebody else. F R E K E. So good about Thoth and Hermes, the Greek and Egyptian uh, gods. Uh, kind of unknown what they are. Supposedly Thoth, T-H-O-T-H, lived for 50,000 years. And there's an account in the book, the Hermetica, of self-realization and enlightenment in the moment it happened. It is titillating and scintillating, if those are proper uses of the word. And so I found this on Amazon, a statue of Thoth. And it helps me remember... Um, the feelings I had when I read that and what I know is possible for me. Um, I have vision boards. I have pictures of places and destinations and smiling faces that remind me why it's valuable to do spiritual rituals because I can slice through the illusions. I can be grounded in truth. I can be reminded of my power. I can get it on. And it's like, get out of my way. I want to do my spiritual ritual, okay? In fact, I get up at six every day and I've got about an hour 
uh, to do meditation, visualization, reading, um, everything, incantation. And it's, it's because I know what it's going to do for me. That's so key. The secret is being, is remembering what's in it for you. Have things around your house as well to remind you of like, oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Number three, cut yourself some slack. Okay, I learned long ago being a creative visualizer and a spiritual um, practitioner for decades and decades and decades uh, that, that you got to cut yourself some slack. Yes, formalize the time of day, the room, the place in the room, the tools, the utensils, the timer, you know, always time it with a, a timer so that you don't go too long or that you don't do it too quick. But within, uh, within that structure, cut yourself some slack. And this is what I mean. I don't mean some days do it and some days if you don't feel like, don't do it. I push myself through it every single day except weekends. Weekends, no spiritual practice except for the occasional cigar. All right, so um, give yourself that little opportunity so that you can have uh, some breathing room and digest you know, the five earlier days of spiritual rituals. But do not get into a place where you decide on the fly, will I do my ritual today? No, you always do. You've got to have that structure in place. Number four, keep it fresh. Update your vision board. If you have a vision board, update the pictures on your bathroom mirror. Update the photos on your uh, refrigerator. Change your affirmations so that it doesn't become... Thank you for all my financial abundance, you know, for five years straight. You're just not even going to hear that. Um, mix it up, change it, focus on wealth, focus on health, focus on friends, focus on laughter, um, focus on your priorities. And then within the changing focuses, change the affirmations, change whether you visualize one morning to meditate one morning to uh, incantations, whatever is working, whatever is resonant for you. So let there be spontaneity inside the framework, but don't change the, the daily framework. Again, for me, it's like an hour, uh, 45 minutes every weekday morning before the house wakes up. Uh, and number five, immerse yourself in truth. Okay, apart from your, your sacred time every day, apart from the thing you do, vision boards, creative visualization, affirmations, meditation, apart from that, be immersed in truth. Hopefully these spiritual tune-ups do that a little bit for you. Who are some of your favorite authors? Post your favorite authors down below so everybody can sample and see who is inspiring you in the realm of metaphysics, truth, uh, infinite possibilities. By being immersed in truth, because there is a truth, it is absolute, it never fails. You can live on your terms because of the absolute nature of truth. Truth is, you know, very sparse and there are few rules in between. We're all one, we're all God, thoughts become things, everything's working out for the best, we're eternal, we are eternal, time's an illusion, that's about it. There's only like those and and shards from those, splinters from those, if you will, fractals from those. But there are so many ways to apply truth, whether it's the Seth books. Go to my website, tut.com. In the bottom, there's recommended reading. In resources at the bottom footer on the homepage, tut.com, 
there's recommended reading. There's two categories now, one for self-realization and enlightenment and one for uh, awakening, uh, waking up to the truth that there's only the divine, that you are all powerful, that all things are possible. Be immersed in truth. Why? Because there's nothing more exciting than the truth. And it slices through the illusions. And then you find it easier to believe in yourself. And then your daily rituals, five times a day at least, uh, are filled with the anticipation of the infinite possibilities that are just waiting to embrace you. The love, the new friends, the laughter, the places to go, the difference to make. Oh my gosh, it's so wonderful, life on earth. Jumbo fellow adventures, time for a spiritual tune-up right on the money. Thanks for being here every day at 9.15. Of course, there's recordings and archives of these spiritual tune-ups. They go back into the hundreds. I have done this every weekday for two years now. Today's question, can't wait to dive into this one. How to go where you have never been. Mike. Can someone go from being the one who feels they've never intentionally manifested to suddenly being the person who's manifesting intentionally? This is the crux of all dreams. All dreams presuppose a lack. That's a quote from the Seth material, Jane Roberts. All dreams presuppose a lack, yet dreams come true. And just because you're staring the lack in the face doesn't mean you can't get there. Yesterday I was running and I had this quote, like just drop on me, like from, an, from an, a UFO ET mind. And I was like, I gotta use that, that's so good. And then today this question shows up, brace yourself. Just because you can't see it, doesn't mean you can't be it. Just because you can't see it, doesn't mean you can't be it. The, this is an obstacle in every deliberate manifester's journey. And I can remember that I was 22 years old, just out of college, hired by Pricewaterhouse, an accounting firm, only to discover I was the worst auditor on planet Earth. I mean, I was the office pariah. Nobody wanted me on their team. Super lonely, super terrifying. Uh, and I remember... I was new to visualizing. I was new to metaphysics. <clears throat> and I remember thinking, imagine the end result. So I'd go home, staying at my mom's house at the time, lay down on the couch, just straight off of work, close my eyes and visualize myself as if I was a great auditor. But immediately the challenge arose. If you're a bad auditor, it's because you don't know what good auditors do or you wouldn't be a bad auditor, right? So how do you visualize being a good auditor when you don't know what it's like to be a good auditor? This is exactly the question uh, yesterday or the other day. How to imagine health when you're sick? And last week we talked about how to imagine wealth when you're poor. The great news here is that just your ability to wonder what might it be like the that new world is born? 
It's just a matter of getting yourself there. And more good news, it's as if we have this faculty that's inborn in all of us that can take us the distance. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean you can't be it. If you can wonder about it, what might it be like to live pain-free? What might it be like to have unlimited financial resources? What might, I can't even picture it. You don't need to. If you can just go there and thought, my gosh, we are multidimensional beings. Everyone into metaphysics knows that, right? Just read any good channeled book. We're, time is an illusion. We're everywhere always at once. We're pure God particles. You have the ability with wonder from the human perspective to set into motion a chain reaction where your higher spiritual self then goes out and checks to see what it's like. And it goes to other realities, parallel realities, other dimensions, other planets in this physical universe and then into tangent physical universes and it explores and creates and makes up what it is like and begins pressing to you circumstances, serendipities, coincidences, happy accidents so that you will on your way out the door taking baby steps, can't sit around waiting for Oprah to call, she's not calling unless you go out into the world you will bump into these new circumstances that will lead to a bright idea falling out of a UFO onto your head so that you can share in the next day. Even though you can't see it, you can be it. This is so real. Everyone with a dream is in this boat. Everyone has a dream to go to a place they've never been. So how can they imagine it? You can pretend to imagine it. You can try to imagine it. But I can tell you from firsthand experience, when you get there, it's going to be 10,000 times better than you could imagine because you can't imagine because you've never been there. But just the wonder sets into motion a chain reaction of events, of magic, of serendipities that will press you to that place of arrival so that you can arrive in a realm where the circumstances match what you were wondering about. It's like the whole system is rigged. It's not just you and your dreams. It's you and entire physical and non-physical universe set up to get you to your dreams. It's not just your baby steps. They unleash the magic. Have an end result, don't know how to get there, just like GPS navigation, put your car in gear anyway, and the resources are, are forthcoming. Oh my gosh, it is freaky, this world we live in. Life is so not fair. It's like you're cheating every day. It's like the sun, the moon, and the stars are in on this caper. It's like the mountains are egging you on. It's like the trees are celebrating every time the wind blows and their leaves are going like this. They're rooting for you. You can do it. It doesn't matter if you can't see it. You can still be it. You can just wonder and show up with a glad heart, know you're not alone, and the magic will be unveiled. This is the way it works. This is how you got to be as amazing as you are. This is how you got to have the insights that you alone have. This is why God wanted to be you and and could not achieve this by being anybody else. Every day, it's a setup. Every day, you're pushed on to greatness. Every day, legions walk beside you. Never lose hope. Keep showing up. Just wonder, wonder, wonder. Just because you can't see it, it doesn't mean you can't be it. Thank you, aliens.
Jumbo, fellow adventurers, Mike Dooley, thoughts become things, time for a spiritual tune-up. Uh, how to avoid obsessing and anxiety over manifestations. Mike, how do I release obsessing about what I want to manifest and trust the process that it will be materialized according to divine timing? I've got insane anxiety while I deal with this waiting period for my stuff to manifest. Help. Okay, couple of lessons here. Uh, first and foremost, one of the most common things I've experienced in my life and have seen others uh, go through the exact same thing is once you have a dream, you become so single-minded that you detach from all else in your life and you don't give yourself permission to be happy now, you're waiting until the dream comes true. All of a sudden, with this single focus on the unrealized dream, you feel incomplete. You feel like this is not who you really are. You feel like life is a fraud and there's been a mistake. Stop linking happiness to the manifestation. You have every reason to be filled with joy right now. God, think of all the things you've already manifested in your life. You've already exceeded your own wildest expectations. Be happy now, even though you don't yet have all you want. Because as I have shared in earlier tune-ups, that day never arrives. You will never have all you want. Not because you aren't going to get it. You're going to get it. But on the day you get it, there's going to be more stuff. And that's the way it should be. This is the mark of the divine in your soul. This is who you are. God being realized. And God never stops expanding. So you will always have dreams. Which means you will always want stuff you don't yet have. You will be in this perpetual state of becoming. In other words, a st perpetual state of incompleteness. It's never going to go away. There's always going to be one more thing, as there should be. Just don't put off your happiness for that one more thing. You're alive in paradise. You're loved and adored. You're never alone in the unseen and the seen. There are legions here supporting you. The distance between here and the life of your dreams may seem like a, a, a large expanse, but it runs right through paradise flipping paradise. You get to be you. So you're obsessing. How can you be obsessing when there's so much else to celebrate? A couple of tips here. Make a list of things to be grateful for. Make a list of reasons you now have to be happy. Dreams that have already come true. Stop being squeezed into that focal point of what you don't have. Okay. There's always going to be something you don't have. Coexist with this sense of, I don't yet have it all. You're going to get everything you want, but those desires will continue as they stretch you further, as you start wondering and imagining other things that you never thought to ask for before. So be grateful for what you already have. Enjoy the journey. Make a list of things that you're happy about. Get more stuff going on in your life. And if and when anxiety, which is part of the equation of this question starts really tormenting you. <clears throat> Two things that always help me with anxiety. And, I, and I've dealt with this the last couple of years. Anxiety sometimes in the middle of the night. <clears throat> Number one, move around. Physically move around. If you're in bed and it's three o'clock in the morning, get out of bed. Walk around the house. 
start making a list of things to do or start, start thinking um, more clearly about all else that's in your life. Get up and move around. And if you're not in bed in the middle of the night and you're feeling anxiety, go for a walk. Go to the backyard, stroll through the parking lot, physically move around. <clears throat> it's anxiety's number one enemy. And number two, <clears throat> excuse me, when you're feeling anxiety, morning, noon, or night, get yourself to stop thinking about that one critical point. This has been a revelation, revelationary for me. When I went through my fear of flying, there was a 10-year period where I was terrified whenever I hit turbulence and sometimes when the skies were calm. But I would be in this little terrified room <clears throat> in my thinking and I'd be white-knuckled and I'd be petrified. But what got me beyond that is to start thinking, oh, my next trip and when I land and then I'm going to go to the hotel and then I'm going to see so-and-so and get yourself out of that room in your house automatically your body and mind are trying to find resolution to your anxiety. There's work being done. And then on top of that, you're aware of it. That awareness and desire to heal is going to make it possible in ways that you can't comprehend for there to be a shifting of focus and you will be healed. I used to be terrified that I would forget what I'm going to say in the middle of a talk on stage in front of 3,000 people. And I found I got this ability where... I don't even know how I can control it. But when there's a, my mind starts to wander, I can feel that there's a component in me that goes out there and grabs it and brings it back. I'm not kidding. And the point is, I don't know how that happens. The point is, I learned how to adapt and heal. The point is, you're learning to adapt and heal to all the things that bring you strife and anxiety and obsessions today. You are in the process of healing. It's working. And now that you're mindful of it, and maybe you can get up and walk around during anxiety, and you can very deliberately take yourself out of that room where you're focusing on this one thing and it's not going away, and there's an argument, or there's a bill, or there's some injustice. Think about where you're going to be five years from now. Think about your last favorite vacation. Think about some other things that are on the horizon in your life. Simply extract yourself from that room. Oh, you're going to kick and scream and deny and try to get back into that room. But your feeble efforts, always, the efforts of us, our, our mortal selves, trigger and enhance efforts in the unseen where you have magical abilities to go grab a thought, to diversify your thinking to calm your mind, to enjoy the journey. You're working on every one of your problems on a whole number of different levels right now. And you think you're all alone and it's only being worked on if you worry about it. You're healing and getting better every single day of your life. You're pure source energy. You're God Almighty come alive in the dream of life. You're going to get there. You're going to manifest everything on your wish list today, everything on your vision board or better. And then you're going to have another vision board. Get used to this divine sense of incompletion that I have often talked about. It's the hallmark of greatness. And it does not mean you can't be happy in the journey. You can be happy feeling incomplete. You can be happy without that dream come true just yet. You can be happy for all the other stuff that's going on. <clears throat> and you can trust on your psyche and your inner resources to be able to sort 
stuff out. It's been doing it. It's continuing to do it. You just give it a little leg up by getting physical, creating a, um, a list of things that you're already deserving to be happy of, uh, and, and taking your mind to other focal points beyond the here and now. Uh, and this is, a, this is only for combating spells of anxiety. You're gonna be golden. Well, there you have it. One more week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just saw or heard, please share with a friend, uh, thumbs up, like, follow, whatever may be the case on the platform you're now experiencing this. If you want more inspiration every single day, I send out a note from the universe. Right now, it's going out to a million people. We'd love to add you to that list. Enjoy. Thoughts become things. See you next time.